Okay, this is my first podcast, and what I'm going to be doing is just playing the news for now and then talking about it later. This is Fox News Channel. Racial unrest. Incorporating what the president said into their logo, also selling T-shirts that say "Stand by." Asked again today whether he denounces white supremacy, the president was much more forceful. I've always denounced any form, any form, any form of any of that. You have to denounce. And as he did last night, President Trump continuing today to go after Joe Biden for failing to denounce Antifa. Joe Biden has to say something about Antifa. It's not a philosophy. These are people that hit people over the head with baseball bats. He's got to come out and he's got to be strong and he's got to condemn Antifa. And it's very important that he does it. Uh, no, true. Your, last night's debate was widely panned as a hot mess. Far more in My opinion about last night's debate. Substantive debate on policy. My opinion about last night's debate, Donald Trump lost the first debate because he kept interrupting and being disrespectful to both the moderator and Joe Biden, and that's my opinion on that. The Trump campaign taking issue with the commission and a statement communications director Tim Murtaugh saying they're only doing this because their guy got pummeled last night. President Trump was the dominant force, and now Joe Biden is trying to work the refs. They shouldn't be moving the goalposts and changing the rules in the middle of the game. President Trump also getting pushback on his claim last night that the sheriff in Portland, Oregon, had endorsed him. Mike Reese tweeting, quote, in tonight's presidential debate, the president said Portland sheriff supports him. As the Multnomah County sheriff, I have never supported Donald Trump. I will be talking will more later. Should be I apologize. This is my first podcast. I'm thinking. I don't have anything written down, but I do have a lot on my mind and a lot I'd like to speak about, about politics, religion, climate change, race, everything. Joe Biden followed up the debate with a whistle-stop train event in Ohio and Pennsylvania. He's picking up where he left off and his criticism of the president. Correspondent Peter Ducey shows us tonight from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Okay. Joe Biden does not think President Trump should be proud of his 2020 debate debut. I think it was just a, a national embarrassment. Speaker Pelosi. I actually agree. It was an embarrassment. I thought that he would, uh, that anybody should uh, reduce themselves to being on the stage with him. I'm not a big fan of Nancy Pelosi. But Biden says he'll be back. He's got some suggestions for the Commission on Presidential Debates about how to cut down on the crosstalk. The question gets asked of Trump. He has a microphone. He has two minutes to answer the question. No one else has a microphone. One question Biden still won't answer. What's he going to do if progressives ever pressure him to expand the Supreme Court and pack the seats with liberals? Make sure you, in fact, let people know you're a senator. I'm not going to answer the question. The president accused Biden of being controlled by more progressive members of the party. They're going to dominate you, Joe. You know that. I am the Democratic Party right now. Today, he tried to keep the peace with those progressives. The Green New Deal that the president keeps trying to talk about it's not a bad deal, but it's not the plan I have. That's the Biden Green Deal. That's what it's about. Biden's running mate believes the president's debate answers contained hints of racism. This is a president, you know, people talk about, is he dog whistling? That's uh, all she ever says. Either you're a woman beater or racist to her. To restore decency to the White House, but he addressed the current president using sharp adjectives. 
He's just, he's oh, racist. No. Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Will you Who shut up, man? Listen. Today, Biden returned to his roots, the rails, and seven stops in two states. They tell me I've uh, logged more than 2,100,000 miles on Amtrak. A train station and a debate stage had something in common. But only got Sometimes like 20 people to coming in. to your rallies. And here comes the train. Any minute, we expect to see Joe Biden here in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. He took the motorcade to go tour a union facility, but this is where he's going to meet back up with that train that has two engines, a backup just in case, and a conductor who's been with Amtrak for 46 years. The man's name is Don Lewis, and he's making his last ride tonight before retirement. Right? Congratulations, Don. Peter, thank you. Pennsylvania's top state elections officials say uh, it appears an election worker's decision to throw out nine military ballots in Wilkesbury amounted to a mistake and not intentional fraud. Democratic Secretary of State Kathy Bopar says the elections office in Luzerne County is getting training on ha handling mailed-in ballots. At least seven of the discarded ballots were marked for President Trump. The Commerce Department says the gross domestic product fell at an annual rate of 31.4% in the April to June quarter. However, economists predict the economy will expand at at least a 30% rate in the current quarter as businesses have reopened and millions of people have gone back to work. Wall Street had a big day due in part to news of restarted negotiations on another coronavirus stimulus bill. More on that in a second. The Dow gained 329. The SP I don't even know if I'm allowed to listen to this and make a podcast or not. But this is just my first podcast. I'm just testing to see where it goes and where it's going to be sent and all that. So have a good day, everybody. The next one is going to be just me talking and my opinions and, you know, how I feel about things today in 2020. Squawk Facts presents 101 Facts About Donald Trump, 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 Trump. Number one. Donald J. Trump was born on June the 14th, 1946 at the Jamaica Hospital Medical Center in Queens, New York City. To parents Mary Ann Trump and Frederick Christ Trump. Yep, that's right, his father's middle name was literally Christ. Christ. Number two. As you may well already be aware, Donald Trump... By the way, this channel's name that I'm listening to on YouTube is called 101 Facts. You can look it up on YouTube and subscribe to it if you'd like. The 45th President of the United States of America. I mean, that should be pretty obvious. He's in that big house right over there. Well, either that or playing golf or something. <sighs> Number three. Yes, Trump shocked the world when he won the presidency back in 2016, but he's actually run for president before, way back in 2000. It wasn't with those Dems or Repubs either. Oh no, this was with the alternative Reform Party. He even speculated that Oprah was going to be his running mate. However, he ended the campaign four months after he started it. Number four. Though he doesn't look it with his luscious locks, Trump is also the oldest person to be elected president. At the relatively advanced age of 70, breaking the previous record of 69, <laughs> held by Ronald Reagan. Number five. Trump is very, very rich, like richy, rich, rich, and he's not exactly shy about it. But the true extent of Donald's dollar dollar bills is a matter of intense scrutiny. He claims he's worth more than 10 billion, but independent figures vary wildly. Forbes, for example, puts the figure at 3.5, and Bloomberg even reported he'd slipped to 2.9 in June 2017. 
Uh-oh. I'm sure the Donald would insist that's fake news, but hey, that's more than I've ever had. And probably ever will. Number six. The J in Donald J. Trump stands for John, which is kind of disappointingly normal. I was expecting something along the lines of Chandler Muriel Bing. Hey-ho. Number seven. As a child, Trump and his siblings were not allowed to own any pet, and is in fact the first US president in over 120 years not to have a pet at the White House. Sad. Although I did hear in the news recently he had a mad dog named Mattis or something? Hey, that must be alternative fact. Number eight. Trump was known as a troublemaker as a teen, so his parents decided to send little Donnie to military school in the hope of reforming his bad attitude. Did it work? Well... I suppose that depends on your political affiliations, really. Number nine. This was pretty much the end of Donald Trump's military career. He didn't fight in the Vietnam War because he had a number of deferments, including a famous diagnosis of bone spurs in one of his feet. Number ten. Trump is very lucky in love as he's been married three times. Firstly, with model and businesswoman Ivana Zelnichkova, then actress and beauty pageant winner with a superhero's name, Marla Maples, and he's currently married to former model and first lady, Melania Trump. Number 11. The originally Slovenian Melania is the second ever first lady to be born outside the US, after London-born Louisa Catherine Adams, the wife of John Quincy Adams, who was president from 1825 to 1829. You go, Melania, breaking national boundaries and looking fierce while you're at it. Number 12. Trump's wife Melania is said to be fluent in several languages, including her native Slovene, as well as English, French, Italian, German and Serbo-Croatian. Number 13. Trump has five children between his three wives, Donald Jr., Ivanka, Eric, Tiffany and Baron. Hey, they're better named than Sarah Palin's kids. Number 14. Baron is Donald Trump's only child with Melania, and as such, he speaks fluent Slovene, a skill that will surely serve him well should he, the son of the American president, decide to live in Slovenia. Number 15. The three oldest children, Donald, Ivanka, and Eric, have all taken places in their father's business empire and contributed to the Trump administration or campaign in some way. Ivanka probably doing so the most, as in literally sitting in meetings when, I mean, God knows why. While Tiffany has taken on a different career as a model, and Baron... Well, Baron's 11, he doesn't need a job. Yet. Number 16. Trump first found his fortune in the lofty heights of lavish Manhattan property development. You know, just like every other budding entrepreneur. Number 17. But seriously, he had his infamously well-publicized start after that small loan of $1 million from his father. Actual quote, by the way. Which he contested wasn't that much compared to what he'd built. Man, my dad won't even lend me money for a taxi. I have to get a bus with Billy Bush everywhere. <laughs> Number 18. So yes, after that small loan, he eventually built the Trump Organization and ultimately turned it into a business empire. In 1973, when Trump was just 27 years old, the real estate tycoon owned 14,000 apartments that were located throughout Staten Island, Queens and Brooklyn. Number 19. The young Donald Trump's first major project was the Commodore Hotel in 1976, a failing business that he snapped up in partnership with the Hyatt organization and repackaged as the Grand Hyatt. You know, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't called the Grand Trump. Number 20. The Donald loves to trump up his negotiation skills. <laughs> Get it? And to be fair, he wasn't wrong when it came to that deal. According to the BBMFNC, he managed to convince the city of New York to give him a 40-year tax break that saved $160 million over that time. Oh, that's a huge deal. 
Number 21. Speaking of deals, Donald literally wrote a book on them. Well, he kind of did. The Art of the Deal was published in 1987 and credited to both Trump and journalist Tony Schwartz. It's a hybrid of Trump's memoirs and his advice on succeeding in business. Though I feel like it probably should have included a chapter on how not to go bankrupt six times, but more on that later. Look what you made me do. What it did include, however, was an 11-step guide to succeeding in business. It had all the normal platitudes and generally prudent moves, like understanding your market and containing costs, concluding with a simple, have fun. And you know, that's just nice. It makes business sound all warm and fuzzy. Number 23. The art of the deal was a resounding success, with 48 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list and 13 at number one, totaling an estimated 1.1 million copies sold as of 2016. Trump claims it's the highest-selling business book of all time, and Don, as big of a deal as it is, it isn't. How to Win Friends and Influence People, for example, had 15 million estimated sales. Number 24. Tony Schwartz, though, isn't too happy with the book's legacy. The ghostwriter told newspapers that he feels personally implicated in Trump's presidency, claiming he, and this is a quote, put lipstick on that pig with his portrayal of Trump as a business wizard, or bizard, as they're known by no one. After having spent months in the 80s establishing an intimate knowledge of the guy, he says that if he was to pen the book now, he'd simply call it the sociopath. Ouch. Number 25. 62% of Google searches about GOP candidates during the 2016 Republican presidential primaries were about Trump, more than all of the party's other candidates combined. I mean, that's not even slightly surprising. The other hopefuls, like Low Energy Jeb, were as about as interesting as the documentary on management consultancy. Although actually I'd say that's changed given what happened to Ted Cruz this week. <laughs> Learn how to use a like button, Ted. Anyway. Number 26. At Fever Tree, we never compromise by using artificial sweeteners or colours. We travel the earth to find the highest quality. Six. Despite his vast Mr. Burns-like wealth, the self-proclaimed master businessman isn't shy of declaring bankruptcy. And in my head, he does it exactly like Michael Scott every time. He claims he has made the declaration four times, but, according to PolitiFact, the number stands at six. In other words, enough times to assume he's the easiest Monopoly opponent ever. Number 27. The first bankruptcy claim came in 1990 with the billion-dollar Trump Taj Mahal Casino, which managed to rack up a staggering $3 billion in debt in just a year. Hey, that's gambling for you. As a result, he had to sell his yacht and his airline, luxuries nobody could do without. I know that I couldn't live without my yacht, the SS completely imaginary made up not real. Number 28. In 1990, Trump threatened to sue the stockbroker firm Jannie Montgomery Scott after one of their analysts, Marvin Rothman, said the Trump Taj Mahal wouldn't survive financially. Rothman was fired for flatly refusing to say the hotel would be successful, but then won a 750,000 arbitration case against his former employer and sued Trump as well, settling out of court. He used the money to start his own business, so I guess standing up to Donald Trump can have a happy ending, eventually. Number 29. Only another two years later, in 1992, Trump declared bankruptcy three times in 12 months, losing massive stakes in two different Trump plazas and even Trump Castle, which, yes, was an actual real place. He then did the same thing again in 2004 and 2009. Number 30. Fred Trump, Donald's father, was a real estate developer through most of his life, mostly building low-cost housing in New York, unlike the likes of the lavish hotels and resorts his son pioneered. Number 31. There's a bit of fuss about the origin of the Donald surname. 
Some people think it's actually Drumpf, mainly due to a misunderstanding of Don Oliver's admittedly hilarious Make Donald Drumpf Again campaign. But in fact, that was never actually his name, and the connection to German Drumpfs from hundreds of years ago has never been definitively proven. <laughs> I gotta smoke a lot of Number 32. To deal with this. Indeed, there are plenty of contradicting reports over who had what name and when. The most common opinion is that great-grandpa Trump, also known as Fred, anglicised his name from Friedrich Drumpf when he naturalised after moving to the US in 1896. Number 33. However, the Trump's biographer, Gwen de Blair, says that the name Drumpf originates in German tax documents from 1600, and the first use of Trump can be traced back to later that century. However, later, she contradicted herself, and said that Friedrich Drumpf emigrated to the US in 1885, so who knows? Number 34. The Trump Organization currently owns 10 hotels around the world, from New York and Chicago to Ireland and even Panama. Number 35. As you're probably well aware, Trump is anything but camera shy. In fact, he has 24 acting credits to his name between 1981 and 2013. Everything from Home Alone 2 to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. No doubt in his mind making him the greatest actor in American history. It's almost all cameos, but hey, all publicity is good publicity. Provided you don't brag about grabbing people by the... <clears throat> Although that works, apparently. Number 36. Not everyone's happy with Trump's lengthy IMDb page. According to Matt Damon, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. The main reason Trump managed to get his face in so many cameras was by leveraging his vast property empire as a bargaining chip in exchange for getting a Hello Mr. Trump in the script. So, in other words, if you want to shoot in one of his buildings, he contractually has to be in the movie. Number 37. Donnie's most famous role, however, is his gig as the host of The US Apprentice, racking up a total of 186 episodes from 2004 to 2015. The show earned him two Emmy nominations. That's all well and good, but you Americans don't know The Apprentice until you've seen the OG himself, by which I mean old geezer, Alan Sugar, whose beard literally looks like it's made of sugar. Number 38. Speaking of which, Trump and Alan Sugar aren't particularly friendly. Donald Trump has previously called Sugar a small-timer, and Sugar has claimed that Trump is not in his class when it comes to hosting The Apprentice, and has also criticised Trump's plan to build an enormously unfeasible border wall between the United States and Mexico. So it's basically the billionaire equivalent of Jersey Shore, I assume. Number 39. In The Apprentice, Trump became known for his phrase, You're fired. He even once attempted to trademark the phrase, which I assume would mean that businesses would owe Trump royalties every time they sacked someone. That's how trademarks work, right? Number 40. Trump made $5.6 million a year, or $375,000 per episode, as the host of The Apprentice. Imagine if we got $375,000 for every one-on-one facts video we made. <laughs> I'd probably buy the office a margarita machine and keep the rest myself. And give some to Jennifer Lawrence, obviously. Number 41. Trump loves Scotland, which isn't all that weird considering he's half Scottish. Besides, why wouldn't he? Scotland gave us the deep-fried Mars bar, a true delicacy which might be the most American thing ever that isn't actually American. Mmm, I feel hungry and sick at the same time, but I'm getting off topic. The meaning of life. He even has property over there, the Trump Turnberry Resort in Ayrshire and the Many Resort in Aberdeenshire. But a lot of Scots aren't exactly pleased about it. When he touched down on the campaign trail in June 2016, he was snubbed by politicians and greeted by protesters brandishing incredibly Scottish signs including Humpty Trumpty and Trump your ball bag. For those of you who aren't fluent in Scottish English, that's Trump you ball bag. Number 43. 
In 2010, Trump was awarded an honorary degree in business administration from the University of Scotland. Sadly for him, however, the university revoked his degree after his controversial stance on Muslims entering the US. Number 44. Donald Trump once tried to stop the building of a wind farm in Scotland because it would ruin the view from his golf resort. They should have just put pictures of Rosie O'Donnell on the back of them just to piss him off even more. Number 45. But wait, there's more Scottish antics. Trump has made several attempts to evict a Scottish farmer named Michael Forbes. Forbes has refused to sell his farm, which angered Trump, who subsequently called Forbes disgusting and said that he lives in a pig-like atmosphere. Forbes has responded in kind, in a very Scottish way, by referring to Trump as an, and I'm quoting here, arsehole. Number 46. Later on, Michael Forbes was awarded the Top Scott Award, an accolade that is voted on by the Scottish people. Trump was so enraged by this that, in possibly the biggest overreaction in history, he banned whiskey made by Glenn Fittich, the guys who sponsored the award, from all of his properties and called for a boycott. Number 47. For all his criticisms, most of which are kind of legitimate, Trump ran a pretty impressive campaign, mainly in terms of pure odds. I mean, very few people at all thought he would actually get there. According to William Hill Betting Agency, his odds of becoming president dipped as low as 100 to 1 in 2015, compared to Jeb Bush at 7 to 2 and Hillary Clinton at 1 to 1. Well, we all know how that worked out. Number 48. But since then, it's become a bit of a Trumpultuous time for the president. Just so we're clear here, guys, that's not me being a liberal cuck, it's actually me being a statistical snowflake. According to aggregate polls, Trump has the worst first 100 days of any president in the last 77 years when it comes to approval ratings. And that 77 years is only because that's as far back as the polls go. He must be so tired of winning. Number 49. At Fevertree, we wanted to put quality back into mixed drinks. The only president who came close to this was Gerald Ford in 1974, who came in at 45, compared to Trump's 42%. Number 50. Trump has spent decades cultivating his image as a business mogul, but as you can imagine from what I told you earlier, he doesn't exactly make stellar decisions all the time. At one point, he owed $3.4 billion, which is a lot more than some small countries. Number Okay, I just spent over 16 minutes listening to 50 facts about Donald Trump smoking a bunch of fucking weed, and now all I can think about is when I'm going to get my next bag. Ho, 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 I'm sorry.